alu 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 the dream catcher here dr rilock tells you a story about going through dimensions nightmarish and heavenly beauty before becoming Verloc, I suffered many horrible nightmares. I would see the sight beyond sight. Upon my waking, the reels of horrors would continue to play for a few moments. And in these terrifying moments, I would behold the uttermost ghastly of scenes, persons tortured and tormented. I can still see it in my mind, the pinkish foam of a mixture of sweat and blood pooling at the base of naked prisoners. Everywhere in the world, some horrid atrocity. On my birthday, my younger brother gifted to me a dream catcher. It was a surprise because I'd had expected the more usual gifts. Role-playing games, comic books, new hat. Yet there was a remote sense of some cosmic design pulling at my innermost soul. And it emanated from this dream conjure. And so I went about hanging it up upon the wall over my bed. A dream catcher as my brother explained, was intended to capture my nightmares in a web of string and feathers. It was an authentic American Indian crafted dream catcher, which, my brother said, he hoped would work for me. And it did. And perhaps a little too well, for I saw a web of weird and synchronicity. Astonishingly, my dreams cleared out the usual haunting nightmares in place of horrifying scenes of hell on earth. Instead, I found myself drifting in the void. I beheld the most vivid of images. Beauty unfolded in my mind's eye. Images in motion. Images which would suddenly freeze into something like still-life art, but luminous. The constellation of Orion and many other cosmic scenes of glory and haunting loveliness. I would also feel stars out in the cosmos, in the great black vault of the universe, speaking to me. A pair of stars came into my vision most frequently, one of which was blue, accompanied by a red star off just a little to the left. The pair seemed to share one mind together, like twins, and I was helmed to attention. I was later ushered through an unfamiliar abode, like a mansion, full of many houses 
sliding through peculiar angles and falling through dimension after dimension, whereupon my arrival, I glided up to a wall or gateway, golden and shimmering. Upon its surface was a series of patterns like engravings, but of which pulsated with such an energy that I beheld a system like a circuit board, a motherboard in a computer system, at the center of which was a great star-shaped pattern, and branching out from this many other smaller patterns. Months and months went by after such had been my experience. I would come to recognize at long last the pattern in the middle of this artful facade was likened to the sigil of Astaroth. During these wondrous adventures in the dreamland, as the aborigines so elegantly refer to it, I became increasingly aware of a foreboding presence which could not enter my personal space, but of which I had purpose to seek out and define, confront, but make myself ready, and ultimately resolve an enigma, renewed by this new coherency as to the purpose of these once horrifying visions. I set about to learn all I could about psionics, metaphysics, spirituality, magic and witchcraft, and at length, wizardry natural, empathic, elemental mysticism, clerokinesis, and psionics, of course. These have been my favorite pursuits. Not all horrifying visions are necessarily a bad omen, I must say. The minds roaming the invisible realms are varying upon decree and intent. Some great, the immortals, some just Eidolons, these zombie vampires, roaming about the dark corridors of the multiverse. The great minds of the unseen realms know that human minds tend to remember bad things far more often than the good things. It is easier to reflect upon the things which offend the soul than those things which illuminate and fill our hearts with warmth and joy and gratitude. It is, a, it is a strange, subtle design. But it is on the whole true for many people. Thus many of my Lovecraftian adventures into strange and dark corners of the multiverse have actually been blessings in disguise. There is even a way to use psionics to splice good things from the Cthulhu mythos, for instance, which some of my club members have asked me if I might outline some of these procedures in the Verloc Club. I will. But first, my story here continues. During a romantic affair, 
with the girlfriend. During my early 20s, I was suddenly pulled up from my body into a rift, and I beheld the twin stars in the vault of the cosmos, and it was as if by a marking point or a reference in space-time had been made for me to revisit upon this place, for I did. Although my arrival there in the stars was different, every time a new road, a path opening, during intercourse, during meditation, during sleep, upon waking from sleep, seeing again the rift and the conscience resonating through these brilliant bodies of cosmic flame and crushing gravity. At length there came an evening when I witnessed my entire room swept away and found myself lost in a void, a pinpoint of consciousness, unable to recall or recollect my name or where I had come from. All possibilities were now open, but the past sealed from memory, drifting away upon the tide of an ever-expanding ring of clear and pure light. And there upon this light were many orifices or pictures playing lifetimes, places, realities, and dreams all intertwined. And it was that it, life itself became but a dream. And there was merely a dot in this spectacular amazing darkness that was not nothing but not quite a thing. There is a mental substance to it. The world I had left behind was during moments of living the reality truly a dark place in ways indescribable by contrast to this new realm of the blackness of the ultimate void, but I had been processed, like everyone else, to think this tangible world is home. In the void I realized ultimate potential. I was for a moment tiny, but also great, and yet not great, because I was stripped of ideas. Identity, as I had known identity, as I had known myself, so would I forget myself. Coming back to the waking world, I found myself in a paralysis-like state, slump upon the bed, and my neck felt as if I were a rubber chicken, my head hanging too far over the edge of the bed. But then snapping back together in my body, I realized that my head was not exactly over the edge of the bed at all. That was merely my wraith body, which had slumped over the foot of the bed a little too far. But I was back, and in the world of space-time, all the energies of my journeys began to congeal into my physical countenance of my greater glorious self, into my aura and gradually make my mind aware of mental dimensions I had not perceived prior to these journeys. Outside of the material realm of Midgar.
I was left with some considerations. For starters, the beings such as the demon sultan Astroth were not the evil and vile devils and boogeymen of religious dogma, but are indeed the immortal gods of legend. And not all devils and angels are masculine per se. Beyond the veil I found goddesses, dreads, elves, in a hauntingly beautiful form, mind and spirit. The higher the vibration, the better the experiences. So keep the magic high. I do say, check in and grab a seat in the Verloc.club Psionics Club membership programs, Acolytes, and Archimagus programs now open to sign up. Verloc.club, B-R-I-L-O-C-K.club, and keep the magic high. Thank you for joining me, lords and ladies. This is Air Doctor, signing out.